Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 32. So we've got Mark back on with us, and I was a little surprised to see the video. Was it end of last week? I forget when you posted it, but of it, like, scooting around the turn in your neighborhood. Uh, and I know there's been a lot of, uh, at least, I'm sure with, with Luke and uh, with me, you've talked with me back and forth about a couple things that you're having trouble with. So, and I was honestly surprised that you got it all together, considering some of the issues you were having that we'll get into. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just how okay. is it now, and what's what's left with it? What's left to do? Well, the uh, next day is now running and driving. Um, you know, really, the only outlying thing that will keep me from probably wheeling it is uh, I got a run exhaust, which actually the, the run doesn't look too bad. I thought it was going to be more of a nightmare with a four leg. Um, I have one cross member I have to deal with, which is the rear. But uh, it's a near straight shot almost all the way out the back. So I think that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, picked up an exhaust filter kit. Should hopefully be here in a day or two. Nice. Oh, yeah. Then I just got to figure out a muffler situation, which is probably be like a pipe, kind of straight, straight pipe, straight through muffler and there you go, man. That's Ooh, honestly, if you could fit, uh, I don't, I don't know what your preference is. Personally, I like quiet exhausts. My, ex- I hate my exhaust. Absolutely despise it. What do you got? I just don't. I don't. It's just some AutoZone special muffler that fits in between my traction bar and my cross member. Okay. I have a really small space. It's like maybe fourteen inches that I have to fit a muffler in, and it has to, you know, have an inlet, inlet, and outlet at certain positions to clear everything correctly so that was the only one that would work and it's just horrendous sounding i hate it i'm uh i'm a magnaflow guy kind of by trade like i i like it because it it rumbles when you want it and fairly quiet when you don't want it Mm. so it's but uh i don't know i gotta see whatever's whatever's gonna be fit whatever will will ever fit and be quick and dirty i just want to wheel a damn thing i'm tired of waiting (laughs) true dude i feel you on that Oh God! I, you've been dealing with some struggles too. Same, same as me. Oh yeah, but I mean, we'll uh, we'll go with uh, some more of your stuff because you know it's your uh, or you're back on the podcast and whatnot. So, and I'm pretty sure everyone has questions for you, Mark. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is he geared? Yes. Five thirty-eight two cuts. Okay, because I, I heard it in the video, and I couldn't tell if it was revving high because it was killing itself on the torque converter, or if it was just gearing, which I get, makes sense that it's 538, because it was like, oh, five miles an hour is second gear at oh, 3,500. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't know how people do the automatic with the 40s. Like, that AW4 just has to hate life the whole time. <laughs> it kind of feels that way now, man. It, it, it's a dog. It really is a dog. Like with the AX15, at least, like, yes, it, it's it's not happy, but at least you can control when it's shifting. And it, I feel like with the AW, I don't know. Plenty of people do it. It just, yeah. I don't know why. Also, the AW4s are kind of bomb proof. It took oh, me they taking are. Me a uh, Toyota just, I feel bad for them. box to want to kill it. <laughs> so now I just got to throw a stroker at it, and now I'll have a little bit more get up and go. There you go. That's exciting. <laughs> Join the LS Master Race. I got a stroker sitting in the shed. I just got to 
build it. Oops. Sorry. Are you doing like the four two, four zero? It's a four seven right now. It's actually complete. I just need to source. Dude, an oil pan? No, oh, that's so awesome. Awesome. Oil pan? I think, yeah. Although I do want to strip it down, do my once yeah. over, and kind of, I need content, because, you know, for the, for the channel. Yeah. Um, do, like, the roller rockers, and kind of go through, or match everything. Maybe even do it, uh, what was the good head, the good years of heads? Was it, like, the early 90s? 98, 98 was what, the one that everybody loves. Um, oh, that's it was 94 through 98. 94 through 90. Yeah, that was the one I was looking to see if I could source. The only problem with that, that's like three different motor generations, though, isn't it? Because there was a 94 was a different than 96 it switched, and then after 97 it switched. Yeah, they're basically close enough. As far as the port sizes go, they're pretty goddamn close, and they don't (laughs) crack. Uh, When they swapped over in 91 to the high output, and then they increased the horsepower in 94. That was the start of the bigger port diameters. The rest yeah. of the stuff is pretty negligible. I believe it has to do with like the uh, shape of the ports, but we're talking about tractor motors. True. Or you could go fancy and get a clear water or something. Head. Aldebrock aluminum. Nah, fuck that. Nah, that's ridiculous. I mean, when you overheat the thing, it's going to warp and you'll be done. Not my, not my own one head. I, I overheated the shit out of that thing. That thing's still running strong, so I don't know. <laughs> well, the, old ones, the old ones were only half bad. It was Fair like... Enough. Then yep. 2000s, you were, you were fucked. I think... two thousand or Yeah, 2001, it was like a iffy. I think huh. that... I think it's... And don't quote me, but I believe Newcomer Racing, the guy who holds the record uh, for most horsepower out of the, the G4.0, actually prefers to use that head. Like the late... Like 2001 head, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, the flow was really good. Where did your beard go, Luke? Welding accident. Oh my god, dude, this is. I had so I just so everybody on the podcast knows, he just turned on his video cameras so like because we turn on the video cameras to make it more like a conversation. This motherfucker's beard is gone. <laughs> I know. Well, that thing was yeah. impressive. Yeah. Holy! Uh, shit. This is the first time you're seeing that. Yes, where else would I have seen it? Oh, the group chat, but I'm also dumb and didn't look. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, he looks, looks like, like a baby now. It's weird. Like a weird, hairy baby. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so much younger. Yeah, yes, he, does. he does. Yeah, he does. He, he, looks, he like, looks like freshman year look great now. Yeah. Great. Richard, uh, you no, I, I lost a metric fuck ton of weight between then and now. I even look younger than I did before. I, I meant between your facial hair and your hair. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess your, I should... Your weird little half-Hitler stash and your... Oh, God. Oh, that's, ass just the camera. that's just the camera. It's a full trophy <laughs> stash. Yeah, I don't have the Hitler stash going on. I can confirm that. No, um, <laughs> so I suppose I should tell the story now that Cody made the uh, big to-do about it, but I was well done. I, I was blown away. I'm sorry. I, it was a... Wow. <laughs> it is a little jarring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was welding up on the um, track bar, and I was laying on my back wearing a sweatshirt. Sweatshirt caught fire and singed the bottom of my beard clean off. So, yeah, uh, the sweatshirt was, like, soaked with a good bit of, I'm going to guess, oil and gas and all of that shit because it was the shop sweatshirt, and it hadn't been washed in, like, a little while. Yeah, and sweatshirt. 
Hey, if you're gonna kill a sweatshirt, might as well kill a ratty old one, right? Fair yeah, enough. Me and, me and Jacob have, uh, we have, what do we call it, the, uh, I don't think, magic towel or something, I don't know, it's just, everything that sounds dirty gets, yeah, everything that gets soaked up by it, it, it continues to clean, even though the thing is disgusting, anything, you, like, there could be oil on the table, wipe it up, it's gone, you know, if you're like, you wipe, wash, wipe your hands with this thing, your hands come off clean, it's just, this towel continues to soak up crap and doesn't it's it's not disappointing anyone yet it's mm. so probably very flammable more than likely more than likely um so i'm just like laying there welding this thing over the top of my head and all of a sudden my chest got really really warm and i'm like with the welding <laughs> glove patting myself and i'm like i smell burnt Oh, god damn it. There goes my beard. I must have <laughs> caught myself on fire. Flipped the welding helmet up. And there's a burn hole that's probably about maybe six inches across on the sweatshirt. I got the lower shirt nicely singed. There's a good bit of chest hair missing. <laughs> and my beard was, like, singed right at the bottom, right where I had, like, been growing it out for a solid eight months, nine months. That whole lower section was just charred, so out came the clippers, and away it went. Yep. I hate welding overhead. It's like the worst. Mm, it's gotta happen. I would have preferred to have been standing and doing it, not laying on a creeper, but... Hey, if you don't have a lift, you gotta make two. Yep. Yeah, so... There, I suppose that uh, we'll get into my rig in a little while, but where did we leave off on the last podcast? Because I know on the last podcast we were talking about what kind of cage you were looking at, and we were talking about you having just gotten your rear coilovers in, and now we're talking about it driving. So would you just kind of like give us a quick synopsis for the people that don't watch his or your YouTube channel, which if you want to shout that out, that would be a this would be a good time. Um what happened? There's been so much that's happened. Um, yeah, I finished the cage. It's an exofab cage. Or at least I finished it as far as I could right now. I gotta do mm -hmm. some custom bends. Um, so that should be coming up pretty soon. Uh, the coilovers are in, like you said. The brake lines are all run. Stainless steel braid line. Pretty much all throughout the rig. Uh, I had the rear axle fully done, but that's all trussed up, ready to go. Um... They shoot. Got a shaft in the rear. Hydro steering finally figured out after like yep. six tries. We'll, we'll get there. I want to talk we'll about that. that. Yeah, that's, I was. Yeah, I'll, the, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> I, feel bad, I feel bad for Graham because I was blowing him up one day. I'm just like, what do I do? What is this? Oh, like, every. The thing is, every time you'd message me, I would be driving or, like, in the middle of something that I, like, I couldn't get out of. Like, yeah. you were messaging me the last bit, and I was, I was dying in the Jeep going down to North Carolina, and I was like, I really want to, I really want to talk, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, I'm, I'm sorry for No, no, it's no problem, I, I love talking about it, it's just, you seem to always catch me at the worst times, so that I, I feel bad because it seems like I'm blowing you off, and I'm not, I'm not trying to. So no, now that we're talking about hydro assist, I actually have a question. If you're driving down the road and your steering dies for any fucking reason, what do you do? You can't turn, can you? Uh, uh, if you have hydro, you, know, you can't. Fine. If you have hydro assist, you're fine. 
It'll you push through it still? You, you, you gotta can push through, through it. it. You yeah. can. So, even if there's... Sucks, because... Though. So then... I feel like that shouldn't make sense, though. I mean, you still need pressure to push because you still need pressure... You still you need have, pressure to pull yeah, the piston if, inwards. If yeah, there's but no... If there's, yeah, sorry. Power going to the power steering, right? It's just yeah. fluid. So you're now pushing... X, you're just pushing the fluid out of the ram manually okay. with the steering okay. and the box and everything. It's not okay. happy about it, but it's not gonna. It's you're cool. not gonna be in a situation on the highway where you, you your power steering goes out and you now can no longer steer. And uh, and I think even with, uh, I'm not even gonna. So hmm. like people have told me with full hydro you can still steer when power steering goes out, but I don't know how much I believe that. Alright, so I have a little bit of experience with that. With the orbital on a hydro assist, uh, the pressure helps to add to what is being generated by the gears internally that push the fluid down to the ram. So, like, with my steering setup, if I didn't have the buggy running, you could still turn the steering wheel, and it would still turn the wheels. Um, slower. It was a little bit slower. It would be like, for example, if you didn't have power steering on a uh, normal... Um, okay. So, Cody, like with your thing, if you say lost a line, which would be your most common point of failure, you're going yeah. to relieve the pressure on the cylinder. So yes. you've got the mechanical linkage that is in there that will allow you to steer, and you've lost the pressure to the ram, so the ram can kind of free float around and do whatever. Yeah, I was thinking that's going to be lost a, a the belt part, though. Because yeah, if you lose the belt, it'll you still have... work, though, because it's just pushing the fluid through the steering box. Gotcha. Losing power steering is not an issue. Losing a line and getting air in the system is potentially a problem. Yeah, but you'll still be able because to keep that control. Because that's going to be what jerks you, or then you you know, you know suddenly can't turn one direction. That's what's going to be scary. Mm. So as long as you're not leaking fluid and you're not creating a massive air bubble, or you're not losing a line mid-drive... Even when yeah, I lost the line on Barry, I didn't have an issue. Yeah, I mean, if you lose a line, then it's only scary for that first bit when it jerks you, or when it before all the fluid yeah, is gone, and then it's mine mechanical. Mine didn't even jerk. Mine just, Aww. like, it got really stiff going in one direction, and then I got out and, like, it dumped all the power steering fluid out of the cracked fitting. Oh, well, that's yeah. good to know. I was, uh, that was something that, like, uh, a buddy of mine was talking to me about, and I didn't have a good enough argument for him. I was just like, I don't know, I know a lot of people that run them on their Jeeps and still run them Everybody on the road and have had... Yeah, exactly. Like, so like, that's why... I, even JK people, like, it's just what they throw on their Jeeps. Like, oh, I've got hydro assist now. It's like, well, okay, well... There's pros and cons to that, but cool. <laughs> but yeah, I just I didn't have a good enough argument for him, so now I'll be able to discuss with him about that now. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... Well, was, was one of those things for me that I was like, everybody does this, and it seems super easy, but like I don't understand how it works. And then when you actually start putting it together, Mark, I'm sure you, you probably had the same epiphany as I did, where you're like, oh, okay, now I understand. Because when I first got it i thought it was like a solid thing like it, 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 an absolute thing where you turn the wheel and the ram would move either direction but it's not it's when you turn the wheel and there's pressure that it moves so it only moves when there, it's it's like a it really is like the perfect steering damper because it's only moving when things are putting pressure against it or it's only providing force when that pressure is there huh like, i didn't even know that 
Yeah, because I, I was having trouble when I was bleeding, and I was I didn't even have the rim hooked up, and I was only getting movement at full lock. Like, yep. yep. And I'm like, what the hell? Or like everybody, you know, you know, logic kind of kicks in, so, or you know, what you think is supposed to happen is that you turn the wheel, the ram moves a little bit. Yeah. Now it's not really the case, and then sure enough, you put, you know, you put resistance against it, and then and suddenly it, there it is. Yeah. That's I so did the weird. same thing. I didn't I had it, know that. I, I didn't have it hooked up, and I was like, "Oh, it's not working." And then full lock, and there it goes. Yeah. Came it out was, back all the way in. For me, it was weird because I came from full hydro mm-hmm. to hydro assist. So I was like, "What the hell is going on here? This makes no <laughs> fucking sense." A couple yeah, people definitely... were trying to convince me to go full hydro, and I'm like, "I'm st- I still driving the road." I'd prefer to have some type of mechanical link for yeah. now. For now. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. You like, can always change it later and sell oh. it to somebody, right? It's easy. Oh, yeah. And you have all the pieces. You, you can sell it as a package deal for like 500, 400 bucks. And yeah. When my setup comes apart, like if I end up popping another 4 liter after the move or whatever, and I go LS, I'm going Hydro. There's just, at that point in time, it to me makes more sense to do that then but right now it works and why do i want to change what works it the right. only thing well, that i've noticed and you'll notice this yourself mark is sometimes there are still spots where you can get a little bit bound up where the hydro would not give a fuck um <laughs> but it's, it's well, it depends on what size your ram is too right I don't know what size RAM you went with, uh, Mark. If it was a, did you go one and a half or one seventy five? I think I went one and a half. Okay, that's what it's I have small. as well. Yeah. Me too. Colin has a one seventy five. Uh, it must right? not be that. It's a. Everybody says they're slower, but it must not be that much slower because uh, he he's never had an issue, and actually he's had less issues than me or Luke have had with a very similar setup. He's got a WJ pump. He didn't even have a cooler on it for a long time. So I don't know what the... I don't know. That that thing just doesn't make sense to me. I literally gave him a cooler because, like, you're scaring me. Like, <laughs> there's I, no way your pump can survive. He, he doesn't have a problem. He doesn't have as much of a problem because he doesn't turn as much. He just I goes straight <laughs> over everything. There's got to be something that... I, that is different about his setup that from the other setups that we've done that makes it work like it does but oh yeah i don't know how he didn't overheat the the pump without a cooler because i mean luke you've you've said it over and over it's like it's all about the capacity like just get the biggest cooler and then they're fine you don't need to add a reservoir or anything you just use a factory wj pump because they flow better because they have i don't even have that well you can get away without it but Honestly, yep. I've I've blown up several of them, even with the cooler, just because it's it's not as strong of a pump. They build the aftermarket WJ pumps better because they power the the, the hydraulic fan cooling fan for the yep. V8 WJs, which is the strangest thing. But and it's super easy to hook up. You just it's a fat line to a thin line that you just gotta make a fitting for in the middle, and uh, yeah, it's it works. So you guys are running auxiliary uh, um, reservoirs for it? Yeah, just transmission cooler from the parts store. Because um, I'm, I'm getting 
like pressure. I, have, I might still be airbound because I just maybe still haven't got all the air out of it. But I know if I sit there and still try to crank the wheel without the pump running, it then vomits out of it the reservoir. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a hydro newbie, so I might be doing okay. So you're gonna notice that'll happen until you get your fluid level evened out and you work all the air out. Mine was notorious for doing that for the first, like, week that I had it. It would dump uh, fluid, and then I would add fluid to it, and I ended up putting too much fluid in the system until I got the air bubble out, because that air bubble would, like, push what was in the reservoir when I shut the Jeep off up, so I had to run my pump a little on the low side for the first couple weeks that it was yeah. together to get it all burped out where it would stop puking fluid everywhere. And then once yeah. that was done, Scary. I haven't had to adjust it at all. Okay. Because eh. how was... brake fluid is or steering fluid, it's the same thing. Oh, that's, that's terrifying that you just are okay with it burping out. Well, what else are you going to do? Everyone, you gotta just, keep it in there. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd rather see you on a better answer than my Jeep catching on fire and burning down. I can, I, mean, yeah. I can show you a picture of a steering box blowing up. You know, <laughs> that pressure has to go somewhere. How did you fix that, by the way? What was the solution? Did you just get a, you know, a, you had a get a box off the shelf that somebody had made, or what was what was the deal? Because I know I we had talked use, about. I got a box, box and tapped it, tapped it okay. the traditional way. However, right, I didn't tear yeah. the box down. I actually just. Drilled and tapped it. Um, was really slow. He used magnets through the grease and yep. And it, it seemed to work. Uh, like it, it took probably a little longer, like the drilling and tapping portion. But if you take into account taking apart the box, what you might risk, you know, ruining like seals and stuff like that. It yep. was a forty dollar gamble, and it's still too early to tell. But if it, if I get a year out of it, it was, exactly. a, it was a forty dollar steering box. Exactly. Got for use. So I'm like, whatever. So, yeah. so what happened, though? Oh, boy. Okay. So, first off, I, I'll, I'll kind of set the, set the stage by saying I was running the, the alternative hydro steering setup. I used the cone replacement. It's, that's what DIY. I use. That's what that's, I use. That's what if you, you know use? What I use. That's what I use. Yep. Well, I used that. I set it in. I thought I did it right. Um. So it has the, the, the fitting at the very end. You have to cut like a little hole in the cross member to get it come through. And then you also tap the top of the box, the aluminum uh, cover with the four bolts uh, that uh, the sector shaft comes through the top there. Or yep. you're going to um, adjust it a little bit. Yep. And that's all tapped. And then, it's, then the rest of it's typical. I did that. I got everything together. And I'll tell you, I, 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 I totally screwed up the length of the hoses. I got way too long of hoses. That's I did the same rather, thing. Rather get too long than too short. Yeah, mine were super long compared to what I am with now. But it, I ended up, this first, not first mistake, but that one of many mistakes I made was I filled it up. I tried to turn it, uh, you know, go lock to lock one or two times. I'm like, okay, cool. It's a little hard, but whatever. I turn the Jeep on and I start going. All of a sudden, like it starts work. It's little by little it starts working. I'm like, all right, this is cool. I shut the Jeep off, and all of a sudden, like literally a minute later, my reservoir is just puking. Like it's literally yep. like a volcano. I'm like, 
what the hell? Like, I think that's why I texted you. I'm see, like, that's part of the course. Yeah, that's part of the course for for uh, hydro because all that air, as soon as yep. you stop it from flowing, it just like, all comes out with the fluid. So you kind of just have to keep it running once you. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if a, there's no. Tr- I'm sure there is a tried and true method. I haven't quite found it yet, but it's not a me, clean it's method always, by any means. Oh no, it's have, messy. Like, a, it's 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 super messy. And you um, gotta like put a little so, fluid in it, start it, run it through, put a little more in, and just. So what I've been. About, go ahead. Uh, what I've been doing is I've been picking the axle up. And with the Jeep just idling and the tires on it, but it on jack stands, I've just been casually cutting the wheel back and forth and letting it kind of burp itself from hitting lock and then hitting the other lock. And then I let it idle for a little while. And yeah. Yeah, I don't even bother picking it up off the ground. Everybody says you have to. As long as you don't hit it lock to lock, I've never had an issue. From what I understand... And this might be totally wrong, it's just what I've heard on the internet, is if you go to a full lock, right, it's that, that overflow valve opens, and that can introduce air into the system. So, if you just keep it, like, have somebody go, like, one turn one way, one turn the other way, and you just keep an eye on the fluid level and make sure it's full, then you're fine. Well, I, don't, I don't know how... Pressure must do something to it, it probably doesn't help it, but... If it's on the ground already, I've I've never had an issue with with leaving it on the ground to bleed. Well, I I did it originally without it even hooked up to the tie rod, so it was literally yeah, just that, that's slow, which was probably another mistake. And um and then and like you said, going lock to lock once you hit that like pressure bypass or whatever. Yep. That's when all of a sudden, like after after we talked, you talked me off the ledge. I filled it up. I kept the res up. Uh, I kept the res cap off. Mm. Um, I started going. I must have gone too far on one side, and all of a sudden, pop, fluid everywhere. Oh, and I mean, geez. like, it wasn't coming out of the res anymore. It was coming, like, out from underneath the Jeep, and it spread. <laughs> and it literally. <laughs> Holy shit! What the hell happened? I'm like, did I go online? Sure enough, I did. And I think I know what happened. The nose cone that I used for the for the for the hydro steering mm-hmm. blew out, and when it blew out, originally I didn't know this, but when it blew out, it took the steering box with it. The little ridge that that um, retaining ring sits in, yep, um, kind of egged out. And I just I'm how you managed to jam that much pressure through the box that the box failed kind of is crazy to me. It's also it, sorry, I haven't figured that out yet. Shocks out of a box over here. What? Oh, you got a shocks. So I got a notification saying my package package was delivered. I didn't know what it was because there's no name on this box. So that's why I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just show the guys what I'm doing." And it's shocks. Those are what you ordered like months ago. Nice. Uh, no, no. These are actually. I ended up having to go with uh, with Rusty's off road shocks because. I literally went to many, many, many companies and said, hey, your website says you have this in stock. I was like, I will order them right now if you can confirm to me that you actually have these in stock. And uh, I talked to Iron Man. I talked to um, Jeff, or not Jackets, uh, Ratchets Off-Road. I talked with Barrett Fabrications. I talked to um, Built East. Like, I talked to anybody local. Nobody could give me shocks. 
So finally, I found these these rust used ones on on their website for a pretty appropriate price. Um, I didn't go with the reservoirs because I figured, fuck it, I don't really need them anyway. So I just went with these shocks, and yeah, they're here. And, and for, for the people who can't see the shocks, I mean, it it looks like a like a quality shock. It's got eyelets yeah. at both ends, and, and uh, I think it's bigger than I was decent body. I. Pretty sure these are not 12-inch travel shocks, though. I can get back to you on that well, one. More is better, right? You just have to accommodate for the more. <laughs> these things are huge! Uh, it's, it's funny you say that, because, like, I see people post about that all the time. Like, hey, anybody selling ORIs, anybody selling coilovers, anybody selling decent shocks, like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a fucking mess right now to get anything. Oh, I thought you were talking about the shock size. Because I was going to say, when I got my 14s in, I was like, holy fuck, these things are massive. Yep. Yeah. It, I it's still can't get over... Yeah, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I was the same way. I opened up the box, I'm like, holy, holy crap, these things yeah. are huge. Am I missing bushings? Uh, they've got eyelets hey. that should go in there. No, you just have to use like a 2-inch bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Tractor supply is your friend. Yeah. These, things, these things are kind of fancy. When I, they were actually ten dollars cheaper. Ten dollars cheaper. Pardon me. Jesus Christ, I'm stupid. Um, than the fifty one hundred Bilsteins. So we shall yeah, see. See they do. Yeah. Actually, then they're. Good. I was going to say Rusty. I actually, that's where I got the front shocks from my uh, from my Jeep. Is I got them from Rusty's. I called them. I'm like. Hey, do you have shocks on hand? They're like, which ones are you looking at? And I told them the brand or the the pump model. And they're like, oh yeah, we got tons of those. We can get them. They'll ship today if you order. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, nice. Yep, they they did a good job. I'm proud of them for actually having what they said that they would have. So that's nice. Also, I have to give them credit. I remember back when you know this is probably six years ago now. They used to be notorious for having terrible shipping times. And they used a proprietary bushing in a set of lower control arms I had. So I noticed my shock bushings were shot. I called them, and they were like, Yeah, we can have them... Sh or not shock bushings, control arm bushings. We can have them shipped in two weeks. And then they shipped them, and it took them a solid... Another two weeks to get to my house. That's so. fun. That's what I've been dealing with over this this whole winter. It's just been like, okay, how soon can I get it? Well, probably be out in about two weeks, and you'll probably get in about another week and a half. Yeah, Jeez. that's what I dealt right. with with my fuel cell. My fuel cell, um, I ordered it back whenever I said I ordered it. I forget the exact date, but it took like three weeks to come in. Huh. That's like typical. Been... I mean, for any, like, at least right now. For any quality part, right? You're going to be waiting a month. Well, it's, it's kind of the opposite. Because you got your... When you ordered your coilovers from uh, from uh, Chad, they came pretty quick, right? I think you said? Less than a week. See, mine took about a little under a month. And then I ordered my fuel cell. I had it in about three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who fucking knows? I know. You're all over the place. It really is. I found the bushings. <laughs> I haven't bought anything crazy recently. Just been driving it. I, I bought a uh, line lock. I've got to put that in. I've got a lot of shit. I got to like 
slap together before this weekend because I want to use it. This so, weekend. Mark, are yeah. we going to see you at Roush Creek? Maybe. Oh, cool. Okay, I'll take it. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gotta find a way to get it down there. Oh, what about Badlands? Is that a possibility? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. We gotta go. We gotta get you know, he doesn't part. even know the dates. I just hey, that's not true. I said there are dates. Yeah, I know. Oh, you yeah, said you did send them to me. <laughs> it's like July or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just busting your balls. I figured I would ask because I was curious more than anything. Yeah. All right. I so enough about. Sorry, cut you off, Cody. But no, enough about steering boxes and like random shock and the shipping times. Uh, what else have you been dealing with? I mean, I know you're having not issues necessarily, but you were surprised by the height of the rear coilovers and how that sat. And I think you ended up sticking with it, right? Um, I was looking to go more low center of gravity. I wanted to kind of sit right around the four and a half, five height. You know, very similar to what I had yep. prior because I wanted a low center of gravity, but I got the shocks, put them on, and I'm like, ooh, this thing's sitting a little higher than I expected, but I liked it. And like, yeah. it kind of looks pretty runner-ish. I like it. Yep. <laughs> it kind of no, it it looks away. proportional. Yeah. With 40s, like, you really have to have a Cherokee way off the ground for it to look proportional <laughs> because it, they just don't. And to be honest, though, it, it kind of helped me because I was, I was going to run into some issues with spacing in the front, um, clearing the rock slider and yep. some fenders, but now that I'm up about two more inches in the front, I have a lot better clearance. Mm. I don't, that problem kind of went away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, go, go on. So Mark's going to go first. You, you're, uh, you're one of the few people that I actually know that went with that cage. Yep. That's the fact. How'd it go? Like, what do you think of it? It was good. It was good. Um, I mean, it's it depends on what you're looking for. If you want something you're going to build off of, and you have a different, it, let's put it this way: the one, the best way to put this. There's two cages, this way. Hold on. What is the name of the cage? I know you said it before, but let's just kind of go XFAB cage. XFAB. Yep. All right. Now and go ahead. Just and then there's also Welder D. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen that one. I and haven't those, looked at it too extensively, but it looks pretty good, too. So it depends on kind of what you want. Like, I see the Welder D being a better, kind of more inclusive cage. It kind of has, I think, start to finish, everything you kind of need if yeah. you want to go really heavy right off the bat. That being said, um, I don't like the look of it from, like, the firewall forward because they do uh, kind of spider web under the fender or in the fen uh, front fender area. Um, and I also don't like the crossbars in front of the windshields, at least because those are more permanent. However, you can always do the couplers. Mm -hmm. so you can take the bars out. Because um, it's funny, because a bunch of posts just came up about this today and yesterday. I, I, I kind of regret not going with the Weather D because the interior is a lot more... There. Yeah, I mean, it has nodes between, what, the B and the C pillar, and it has um, a kickback all the way to the D pillar with the with the, with the down... Um, the Does it have a D pillar? 
Yeah, I'm looking. I'm it's looking like a quasi D pillar. It kind of okay. goes much further uh, back than the XFS. It doesn't have a D pillar, but it has the. It extends the C pillar back to where the D pillar would be. There's no okay. extension to the roof, though, which right. kind of defeats the point, in my opinion. Which is this is the thing: is none of these. I mean, I can't speak for the XO. I think does the XO fab have a pillar that goes in the D the, position? Not for the D. Huh. So what's the point of, of the cage that far back? It's just gonna bend. <laughs> it's yeah. a roof rack. Okay, Grant. Oh it's a roof rack. And this is why I built what I built, because I didn't like any of the other options, and I wanted my node where I wanted my node, how I wanted my nodes, and I'm very happy with what I have, even though I bent it. But I mean, for somebody... For somebody who doesn't know, who doesn't have a bender, who doesn't know how to make proper support, if you build it, this is in my opinion. And I, I looked at the. I don't think the welder D was a thing when I was looking no, at building that's mine. Fresh. Yeah, the the exofab was a thing, and everybody like their new whenever, kit is better. Okay, yeah, their initial one. It was like you had to ask them to give you a full node on the roof line. Like I don't know if. I haven't seen... No, I think you have a full node on the top of yours, right, Mark? Yeah, you've got a full node, so... I mean, there's the the far back right above the... Like, right by the hatch, I could probably add a couple. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Bars to really straighten it out, but I mean... The, the support is where it needs to be, which is right over the passengers. Yeah. yeah the back, you know, who really cares, but... I, I, I made I've got two D-pillars. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot in the back. I don't have two A pillars. I probably should. His um, but... Mark's roof kind of looks like yours, Graham. If I'm remembering yes. properly. Yes. Yep. Well, mine kind of instead of staying up higher, which is the biggest thing that I don't like about the Exofab, is it sits so high over the Jeep. I liked it being close. I didn't get mine that close, but my actual Halo sits very close to the the top of the roof line, and my my bars up top sit higher. That's mainly because I just I was new to bending tube and I didn't bend the first one right, so the rest of them weren't weren't right. So then I was sort of committed to it because I had about twelve feet of tube into this and uh it didn't. This is back it, when tube was cheap too. Oh yeah, back, exactly. I could have just slapped more tube at it; it'd been fine, but I didn't. And I I'm I'm fine with it. I could actually weld everything, uh, which was refreshing um lining everything up sucked yeah but back to the initial point which was if you're gonna build a cage and you're not willing to make the investment into a tube bender it's almost like i don't i, I guess i can understand if you're doing like basic stuff but mark doing like you've got the one tons you got the coilovers like it's like full build like you need a bender, and you you should definitely be adding. Like the don't get me wrong, it's a it's an amazing platform to build off of the Exofab cage. But oh, yeah. definitely get a bender, and definitely just just start adding to it because it's such a it's a good skill to have considering what we're doing with the things, and it's really not too bad once you get started to and figure just, it all out. I just found out chapstick is really good for putting the bushings in on shocks. Oh, I just learned good that. To know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. It works, it works, man. I, I'm sitting here, like, forcing the rubber in, and I'm like, 
I, I, what am I gonna do? Pull this thing out, fucking hock a loogie on it? Like, what am I gonna do to get it in? And then I'm like, oh, camera nicer. Yo, here, I just get done with my exposition about, you know, benders and cages Sorry. and chapstick and bushings, you know? I had to share because what if somebody else out there needs, <laughs> needs to put their bushings and they don't have grease? Chap. Go to your so, girl and be like, Gabe, I need chapstick, but I'm gonna ruin it. And then steal the chapstick and run away with it. You'll be good. So I'm going to go back to the uh, adult discussion here. <laughs> and I'm happy that I learned how to use a bender on my rig because, like, even if I end up moving, I'm taking that bender with me. And, you know, down the road, I can use that for whatever I've got to do. And not to divert away from Mark's rig too much, but you had a certain point where when you've been being an idiot with one of these Jeeps, the unibody starts to fail and... It's sometimes better to it's, just it's rebuild. It's not even that long. It's it's like surprisingly short lifespan for those stupid unibodies. Uh, mine's right. fine. <laughs> Until you crack it. Yeah. <laughs> Once you compromise it, it's fucked. Like, uh. you, you spend more time trying to figure out how to support it than you do actually wheeling the damn thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, so, overall, Mark. Yes. How... Highly, do you recommend the XO? The the XO. Yeah, sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on the XO Fab either. It's it's. Um, it's all the cage. I'll, I'll put it this way, because I would say if you don't have access to a bender and you want something, it's kind of an all one and done kit. If you can cut a little bit of tube, like if you have a a cutting wheel, you in a welder, you can install this. If you don't have a bender. It's probably not a bad kit to start with. If you have access to a bender or know somebody with a bender, probably buy probably build your own kit because there's some things like I said I, I left I'm left wanting to do. Yeah, you know I definitely want to add some. I want to make a like a node right behind uh, on the B pillar um, area between the front seats there, or mm -hmm. between the seat front and back seats. I definitely want to uh, uh, close up the back. Um, right behind the back seats a little bit more. I want to extend it further out and kind of do a D-pillar eventually. And then um, I also want to tie the roof into the sliders, maybe do okay. some, some kind of fender flare outlining things eventually. Mm. But like I said, I, I bought the ExoFab to build off of and to learn off of. I mean, that's kind of why I got into this my rig as it is, to learn. Yeah, your rig is definitely funny because, like, I remember it on the Nankings and that, and then I see this thing rolling out, and I'm like, hey, he's got the same wheelbase I do. Oh, now it looks like it's straight fucks. <laughs> that thing's got coilovers. That's fucking cool. Uh, another point that I wanted to just hit back on real quick was... Um, I had the same thing happen that you did, Mark, where it ended up a little taller than I wanted it in the rear... So I just lifted the front another inch. Exactly what I did. I don't regret it, at least right now. So also, how about... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Richie. No, no, finish what you were saying. Um, no, I mean, I was just going to say, it's, it's, I was too lazy to send the springs back. <laughs> I want to drive the damn thing. <laughs> no, so I, I was just going to ask, how bad was it to put the cage together, like, with the directions and everything. Did you have to guess, was it, or... Was there was no directions whatsoever. There were none whatsoever? None whatsoever. Everything, so, so I, you, everything I learned, I had to, like, or everything I, I knew about that cage, I learned from 
talking to people who've already done it, or I will saw pictures. Um, that, that actually generally surprises me that there was, like, no directions included. That was my probably biggest complaint about that kit. My biggest, okay. my biggest gripe coming out of it was I wish there was some direction. And I know every ring is going to be tweaked a little bit different. You can't measure exactly, you know, three inches from this one spot. Because, yeah. you know, if you go to my rig, you know, three inches from the same spot on either side is a completely different spot because my unibody's twisted. I've already, yep. my quarter panel, my... You wheeled door. it. It's, it's tainted, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. The rear door, the rear passenger door has a huge gap in it from when I smashed into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I mean, yeah. it's... But they literally don't... They, they say, oh, it's pre-noshed or pre-cut. It's ready to go. Okay. Not when it's adjusted, yeah. When it yeah. doesn't fit your unibody, <laughs> it, it doesn't fit the unibody. Um, I actually had to open up the notches on the uh, uprights for the halo because I think I put the uprights too far in, and they were designed to go a little bit further out on like the the downs the downslope of the, the halo. I put it basically right at the bend mm -hmm. where it goes uh, horizontal and then down. Okay. Um, but that, I mean, the kit, the pipe is everything, the notch, it, the notches that they do, it's a good, it's a good kit. It's for a starter, for somebody who wants to throw it in and build off of. The yep. directions, though, I wish could have been better. Or yeah, because even my front stiffeners came with directions. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when they, uh, when they don't give you instructions, they're like, oh yeah, just go to the, go to this link, and it's like, I actually on a piece of don't paper. mind the like, link. Okay. I um, I would rather you go, go to a link. See, when I was doing the uh, like the eagle box and the the doubler, all the instructions were on uh, their website. But I I have bought a new phone since this time. But I was using an ancient phone that was. It never had service. If it got cold, I was building this thing in the winter. If it was too cold, it would just die. Just it wouldn't just stop working, right? So to put in perspective, though, you with phones is kind of like a kid with a shit car. You're kind of like us with Cherokees, where it's just like you're like, no, 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 this thing's good. I don't want to buy a new car. This thing still works. And then you play oh, with no. something, in, do a little something like, come here. You mean take like the the fifty cents it is. Less than that. It's probably like five cents to put the piece of paper with the instructions on it that you could have printed out for me in the box with the fucking parts I just spent $1,300 on. Like, come up. on. Paper's expensive. That adds up. I don't, I don't care. My phone doesn't work. Give me the paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke can, Luke can uh, probably um, relate to this, but like Motobelt. We yeah, we're, dealing, we're, dealing, we're dealing with the fuel cell. No instructions. Well, very, very little instructions. I think it it's um, really just how to deal with the with the rollover valve, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I didn't you, even get that. You didn't even get that? Nope. So I was telling Luke this story the other day. Um, I put a fuel cell in, a motorbelt fuel cell. It was the TJ version, the one you can use the XJ pump, drops right in. Mm -hmm. They send you a rubber gasket for the filler and a rubber gasket for the fuel pump. And they don't tell you torque specs. On to bolt the thing down, they tell you use a number two Permatex sealant. It's like a non-hardening, non-dissolvable sealant for the fuel yep. fuel cell. I'm like, all right, well, I want a little bit more clarification because I want to know torque spec. 
I want to know, you know, do you use the sealant on both sides of the gasket? Like, what? So I called them up, and they're like, oh, the rubber gasket? Just throw that away. You don't use that. I'm like, this, why, the, why, why do you include it in the kit? I'm like, oh, no, no, no one ever uses it. You just use the sealant. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what's the torque spec on the bolts? Oh, just get it tight. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> with... I'm going to use that German uh, rubber pick. gasket with a little bit of that sealant on it. I feel like there should be a little bit of wiggle in there. I I agree, because um, I've actually got a little bit of... I've just filled it up the other day, and in the little bit that I've driven, um, the sloshing around, I can see some some leak. I wouldn't call it a leak, but it's definitely seeping out. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with this, because metal on metal... You know, and I think it's steel on aluminum. So obviously yeah, they, they 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 expand at different rates. You know, it's it just never sat right with me. But I can't believe that the manufacturers was like, oh yeah, you just throw that gasket out. You don't even use it. That just okay. sound right. Like <laughs> that's a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. And this is sort of why I'm on the fence about going. There's two reasons I'm on the fence about going with a fuel cell. I really want to get the tank out from its current position because it's not in a good spot. I want to stretch the axle back and I can't, but I don't want to lose the fuel capacity. I can't do a, a moto build because it's the 15 gallon cell just isn't enough. Like they I have the I can't, 20 or 19 or Sorry. 19 or 20. Yeah. Is it 19, 20? Yep. Yep. Mm, I don't know. That might be doable, but the other thing is, the reliability of a factory tank is, you know, just it's totally unmatched for the, for the price, <laughs> which is nothing. Like, the downside is the shape of that stupid thing. So, yeah, uh, the answer to that is just exactly what Chris, Chris said on the other episode. He used a Dakota tank, same size, if not bigger, uses the same pump, and it's square. That might be a viable are. option. It might it's be a little smaller. Let me look it up now. No. If it's a Dakota, it's most likely like a 20. Well, it depends on if it's out of the uh, V6 V8. or the V8. Fair enough, yep. Because they <laughs> came with everything from the 3.9 to the 3.60. So, you know. Luke, did you get anywhere with the, the pictures and stuff I sent you? On your yeah, I did. Um, I started tacking the nuts together for that fuel cell. I decided I was going to run in the opposite direction to what you did, so my nuts are going to be on the bottom. I figured it would be easier to get that thing into the fuel tank like that right. instead of trying to work with the... Because uh, they come with a split ring that you have to kind of like gently massage through the hole in the fuel tank. Um... And I started working on that, so I got those tacked together, and I've got to finish a couple more of them. So the bolts will run in from the top, although that might be a nightmare to get into position anyway. I'm not really sure, but I'll figure it out. Um, and then from there, I got the track bar is fully welded up. I fully plated the frame rail from the front cross member all the way to the track bar, and I sent pictures in to mark and in the group chat but i now have a triangular brace coming off of my mount like i went to the right at the edge of where my bolt sits in there and from there um about six inches forward on a piece of dom tube that i cut and angled to the unibody there is a triangular brace that spans all the way up to the top of my stiffener 
Um, on the bottom of the stiffener, I had two welds break, so I cut those out, and then I jammed a piece of eighth inch in there, hammered that all flush, re-welded all of that stuff, and then I put a, another uh, piece of that triangle brace to the bottom of the mount to like form a uh, actual pyramid shape to hold my track bar from rotating. So hopefully that'll be uh, solid. The front axle is back under it, the rear axle is back out of it, and everything is painted ready for final installation and torquing. No, I'm sorry. I was I was looking at uh, Dakota fuel tanks to see what the capacity and the shape is. It's not square, by the way. It's like it is square. It's flat on the bottom, but it's like all sorts of weird shapes. But did you add any more from the picture that you sent that I told you it was going to rip the unibody right apart? Yeah. On the track bar. Yeah. You said triangulate. You triangulated. Okay. As long as you added more, because as added it was, more. it's just going to rip right. It was going to rip right along that weld. That's what uh, I would have done. You're not crossbarred, right? Like you're, you're, you're not. Uh, I don't have um, a cross brace going to it, no. But I also created a triangular shape on with that weld, so it's going up my original brace that was in there, and now that's okay. all tied together on that. You remember how I had that piece of dom that went down and tied in to the uh, bolt, or tied into the mount, and then ran up the face of the unibody. That now is mm. all boxed in and fully triangulated. Okay. And then I added a piece of 3 sixteenths all the way from the front of the unibody at the cross member to my track bar mount, welded that in, and then welded fully down the sides. Nice. nice. There you go, oh, man. Beefy. The issue with the, the crossbar mark is I tried to do it on mine yeah. and I redid my track bar. Is uh, I mean, if well, you don't have a lot of lift, I mean, I've got five and a half... Uh, inches of you know suspension travel i guess right yeah or factory from factory um and it's there's there's not a lot of space in there you run into issues with okay well do i want to have the track bar clear do i want to get in the way of you know the the upper link mount when i go to full bump like when you go full bump it's not very far from that oil pan no, at all. It gets really real tight. So you're taking yeah. away an, an inch and three quarters to fit a tube in there is a lot. It doesn't seem like a lot until you try to put a tube in. You're like... Actually, I was going to try to do something very close to what um, what um, Cody just threw up from Stitch Yeah, the, uh, yeah the something brace. very similar to that. The only thing I don't like is that go the mount on the other side is to where your stock sway bars go, and that's um, not very. Does it go to that, or does it go to like there's a little extension that there's comes like a off motor of mount. the yeah. yeah for where the it motor is? mount okay. or the track bar mount it might would go to go. that. Okay, when I first because I just saw these two holes and I kind of know like it looked like that's where it sat, and I was kind of no actually there's no fucking way because that's in front of the axle yeah, of the track it picks bar up is the previously before right hand yeah. drive yeah. Or, yeah, it picks up the right-hand drive track bar track mount. Bar. Yep. Well, if Which you is very want, strong. Mark, before I put this in, if you wanted to borrow this and mark it and figure out how to make one for yourself based off of this, more the merrier, dude. Absolutely. I might take you up on that, because I, I have some, some steel that around that same style. I just gotta cut it up. Mm. Yeah, we could definitely so, work something out where you could come over uh, when that, next time I go down to CT, I'll drop it off for a day or something and just mark it down. It does not look like it's that hard to make, that's for sure. It really doesn't. 
It's just so, you have to know how to make it. That's the kicker. Enough. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. me when I got the stupid uh, Iron Rock caps. After getting them, I'm just like, why? I, now that I've ordered a set, we already made a template. I'm like, I could create a million of these fuckers now. Like, you don't no even reason. need that stupid cap. You, you need the cap. fucking cap. No, no. Because Listen, just like Luke said, you're gonna caps. you're gonna burn the grease in the fucking roller bearings, dude. It doesn't. Okay, okay. Well, I have to exactly. admit that I am now in the tack the caps camp. Exactly. The only reason, so I had when I did that unit bearing before I left for North Carolina, because it was fucked. Like it, it didn't, it didn't seem bad. But then me and Jacob, the more we like wiggled things, we were like, yeah, that unit bearing's fucked. And then you like you pulled it off the ground, you couldn't get any play, but on the ground, like you could like make that thing do all sorts of weird stuff. We changed it, drove night and day better. Uh, but at the same time, that the the U joint in that axle. That side of the axle was just absolutely destroyed. Like the uh, C clips were walking out. None of them had escaped yet, but they were coming out. The ears are actually bent, so it was never going to go back together correctly. And it's it is still like slightly fucked, but it's a Dana 50. I don't care. Uh, I put a new U joint in it, slapped the circle clips in there, slammed it all together as best I could. The ears are a little tweaked. Just tack the caps. They won't come off, and you're fine, and you don't have to worry about it. You got the circle clips in there, so everybody's happy. You know, it's it's DOT compliant, but you got the tax for extra security. And the original shaft, that shaft's been in there for a year, and bef I, the U-joint has never been replaced. I put it in, I had to break the rust free on the U-joint to get it to actually move. Was that one of the oh. ones that I gave you as a spare, yes. or was it one of yes. the ones that I was running? One of the spares. Okay. Because I blew one of them up, remember? Yep. Speaking I of, the, I just put the spare in with the U joint as it was. Didn't touch it. Speaking of shafts, something that like I don't know why companies don't do it for chromoly shafts for off roading is why don't they paint a line on the shaft to determine how much it has twisted? But like drag racing and stuff like that, they granted yes on a drag car if it doesn't have a straight a sod axle. You have a paint, shafts, and paint. Do it yourself. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, why don't they do it like... it's a, It should be the same understanding, right? Great. Correct, but you could pull the shaft out and look at it. But I guess it doesn't matter by the time you're pulling the shaft out. I don't want to know how, how much you're spending. Realistically. Correct. are nerds. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't enough, care. Yeah. I don't want to know how bad it's doing. <laughs> That's pretty big talk coming from the resident king nerd there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's fair enough. I guess it's probably the biggest thing is just that you can't see it. Where like if you if you had like exterior axles and you could see it, yeah, you'd probably put a line onto it to see how much twisted. Because I think it's about one full rotation before it snaps or like fails or something of the sort. Um, um for this stuff, generally about like half to three quarters if you've got yeah. a really good heat treat. Huh. Well, I was just curious about that. I didn't know how all that worked. It, yeah. So it'll actually bend and bend and bend and then just break? Weird. Yeah, it'll no, twist. Strange. It, it'll twist, and then once it hits a certain tension point, it just goes tink and snaps right there. I wonder and... how much factory shafts can bend, because mine are definitely bending. <laughs> and I can't say anything for your factory shafts, but one of the, uh, out of the eight and a quarter that I blew up last year, one of the splines on the shaft was like a quarter of the way rotated that was okay. the axle that was under barry as well 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, so how do you? <laughs> I, I, I was impressed. Eight and a quarters that die. Oh, well, when just... they get passed through Luke to then Richie, it's probably not too hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not only I, that. I, I, what I was talking to for a second. But it also, it didn't, like, shit out a gear set or, like, blow the spiders that were welded in out of it. It it ate a bearing. Like, just a bearing yeah. failed, and it um, made a metal souffle in there. And since it was a 355 geared rear axle... Why not just put in another 355 geared eight and a quarter instead of replacing the bearing? It costs the same as buying the bearing, and it, it doesn't did. require it doing a gear work. set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, it just it as much work. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Is there anything else we're missing? Any other like big yes. things that you had to do? I had a okay, question. Cody's got something. Your folding setup, comparatively to how Luke set up his. What would you say was the like the biggest pros and cons of just building one yourself to where the from the one that well, you bought? Pros and cons. I just I don't have any experience with them. Okay. That, 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 how was that cons. kit? That kit seemed like it was really well designed and really clean looking. Yeah, Greg over at APP, um, he he did a damn good job, man. Like I mean, he he's went through this and used as little metal as possible, but was able to support it in ways where you can get away with thinner metal and be yep. in good shape. I mean, this thing has gussets in all the right places. It, it was, it, it was, I'm, I'm a sucker for like heat uh, penetration marks on, on raw steel. I don't know what it is. It's just a thing I like. I mean, he, his welds are real good. I mean, I, I'm kind of fanboying a little bit, but, Man, it's, I mean, it's a good setup. He finessed... So what kit... Oh, sorry. Oh, just what kit did you go with? Alpine Peak Precision. Uh, rear and front... Well, rear four-link, front three-link. It's okay. a whole... You get, like, the whole belly piece. The whole belly pad. Yep. Oh, right, so sick, right, dude. Oh, we right, probably love that. Before, I, think. I, haven't, I haven't posted any pictures of it completely finished, painted, and everything all installed, because... The belly pan's still off because I'm waiting to get the exhaust fixed. But yeah, I, I really I do wait. like that setup. It's Sam. I can't it, wait to just see you on trailer. Just be just crawl under. Just be like, nice. Like, <laughs> just staring up at it. It, it, it. It's pretty man. I, I almost don't even want to scratch it up, but that's that's the whole point. He made it that way. He's like, I want this thing sliding across rocks as soon as you can get it going. I'm like, all right, let's do it. That's sick. Oh yeah, it's all testing too. That's like half the fun of buying stuff like that from. Like a, I mean, it was a new product, right? When you first got it, it was like... As far as I know, right now, old. I think I'm one of the only few guys driving on it right now. I'm not really hey, driving. Yeah, beat driving the yet. shit out of that thing. Let's see how it does. Yeah. <laughs> I know the perfect place to test it. <laughs> True, fair enough. And you're not too far away. I just gotta get up there. Yeah, and the, I'm on your way to work. I know, right? Like, come over like after, yeah, after work. Like, hey, yeah, now let's burn up real Let's do it. <laughs> um, it's dangerous. So the way I would describe the difference in the kits is your kit has a lot of finesse, whereas my build was I know the numbers I want, I will do whatever it takes to get the numbers, and I will brute force it into position and make it exactly how I want it. It's not nearly as pretty, but... Oh, it ain't pretty. But it's getting the job <laughs> but, done. But you know what, though, the thing about it is, if it does, if it does what's supposed to do, it 
can you really say much about it? I mean, I don't think, I think we're all kind of really far away from uh, show and shine vehicles at this point. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, no, I, I'm so close. What do you mean? <laughs> My Jeep is right there on the cusp. <laughs> your, your Jeep's not a show every other week, Cody. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, dude. Every, all those Instagram posts, it's like, another show. Another show. Another show. What is he even wheel? This is wheel. He's got a, he's just doing a lot of car accidents with this thing. Hold on. Let me see. Actually, it, um, let me go to my Instagram. Really quick. Every time it's you, it's you posting up on uh, your girl's Jeep. Yeah, just oh, like to go to the Jeep, and everybody's probably like, whoa! Oh, dude, what? You should <laughs> I wish you guys could see the tags. It's, it's pretty... I don't know. It's just exciting, dude. These the, I don't want to say normies because they are G people as well. They just get so stoked. They it's like we tough. we we parked like right because so we pulled in. I'm not going to say the name of the show because I don't want to de- diss them a little bit too much. But we pull in. There's like a JK half like flexed out on this stump. I'm just laughing at it. Like, okay, if you're gonna have like an entrance showpiece, why are you gonna put that there? Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Now, I have my window down, and I can hear this guy off to the side. He's like, yeah, dude, I got tons of money into this thing, dude. The flex is so good. And I'm just dying laughing because I'm just like, dude, what the fuck is that? So mm-hmm. I was like, all right. We pulled in, and I just asked some random guy. I'm like, hey, are they parking? Or we can- it's just free-for-all. He's like, oh, it's a free-for-all. So I'm like, okay, perfect. We did a quick UE park directly into the front of, like, where you enter. And I'm like, ah, perfect. So then we ended up having Buckley actually flex up on a dirt pile next to me, which kind of sucks because it literally looks like we're the exact same height and he just bought his rig. So like, it was kind of a little bit of like a, like, like, I don't know, he whipped his dick out, but it was like the same size almost where I'm just like, oh, cool. Like what the fuck ever. But still, people got very excited about it. But yes, fuck you guys. Yes, I do go to shows with the girlfriend. Fuck yourselves. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Uh- <laughs> I mean, I, we used to go to a lot of shows. To me, shows. Colin, and uh, Sean, Sean actually used to host a, or I don't know if he hosted it, or he, like, organized it, a car show in Framingham, and we used to always go, and we'd bring the Jeeps, and we'd just we'd stack them, like, three deep, but it was always a riot. It was always fun. I do want to go to a show once I get my garbage to the point where it can, because I feel like my rig would be hilarious to show up in, just like... So it's such a clap wagon. The, the dumpsters are out back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Monday Monday nights, uh, Mark's Car Show, East Granby, over a thousand cars. They do it every single Monday. Or ACI is doing their uh, car show again, their cards and coffee. That uh, Is it this Saturday? It is this Saturday. I won't be able to go. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was late <laughs> in the year. But Mark's Car Show on Mondays is a very, like, that would be a sick place. The only thing is, they will murder you if you fuck up their grass. Like, they literally will kill you. So if we do it, like, we have to do it, like, wait until the guys parking the cars are, like, walk away, and then we're just like, okay, quick, start them up. And then just turn them off, walk away. Like, they, they get a little annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine that it'd be kind of hilarious, because you're going to have, like, a bunch of really nicely built cars, and then... Clap Trash can. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, you made it over the George Washington Bridge. Okay, Mister Two Tone, <laughs> not Two Tone. <laughs> Fuck you. His his door is still gray. There's no black mark on it yet. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even. I had my. Uh, I brought it. I parked it at my apartment, 
Once Wait, I finished it. Hold on, you're talking shit, yet you posted the most cliche Jeep picture there is on the beach, so fuck you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't post it. Some girl hanging off the front bumper. You could have him hanging off of it with the booty cheeks out or something. You know, you know, you, that's the, the conversation's already been. Was it on. I think it was on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Colin Facebook. wasn't there. He couldn't take the picture. <laughs> so I had to take it myself. You guys are fucking killing me. Yeah, but it sounds like Colin's got a modeling job now. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> But, uh, but sorry, go ahead, Mr. Washington Bridge, which I think is frozen currently, but, uh, yep, he's dead. Anyways, um, <laughs> but so, do they sell that four-link setup without having to do the front three-link setup, or, ooh, see, I might consider that. The pricing was pretty appropriate, I mean, granted, obviously, I'm not going to do it with my current setup, but when I build my one-tons soon, then, uh, my I might go with that. My only thing was that... Cody is that you already have the Clayton uh, front setup, so you can yep. connect the Clayton rear setup pretty damn easily and use their belly oh. pan. So it would be instead of mixing and matching and hey, will this work? It'll be okay. I can buy the Clayton belly pan, buy the um, the support rails, and then just weld everything in, and you're done. If you wanted to go with that setup, but I'm kind of I'm I'm I'm. I'm with Luke on this one. I mean, especially if you have guys like Luke and, and Graham around and, and Richie and, and the other guys who, who kind of have, you know, experience with this. I've learned so much just by doing one kit that if I were to do it again, I probably would do the cross member from AP, uh, APP or Clayton and literally just run my own links, you know, buy my own hardware, you know, buy my own mounts and just do it myself and save a little bit of cash. Alrighty, yeah. Hey, that's my big, like, that's my next thing is, like, if I start building my one tons, it's kind of that time where it's like, okay, do I want to just plan to do four link, or do I want to plan to just throw the leaf spring set up onto it, which is dirt cheap, and run it for the time being, and then be like Luke and be like, why didn't I just do this in the beginning when it was already sitting, and now, so I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. I that's, mean, that's fully my intention, is to just run leaf springs. So, another thing... That I should bring up is if you are doing a full width truss, you run into issues with the leaf spring sitting on top of the truss and adding twist to the truss, which is yep. why they sell the little tombstone style. Or if you're just like me and you really don't jump it that much, you put the uh, little tombstone on there and you call it good. I wasn't even yeah. planning on doing a truss, to be honest with you, for the rear. I mean, that I thing's didn't. fucking. Yeah, I don't plan on it, it, to be honest with you. So that's what I I'm thinking. No. But who? Who? Mark? Or? I'm sorry, Luke. I no, now Luke? have a truss. I yeah, put the truss on. Yeah, if I were to oh, do right, it again. Right. right, you did the truss to do your uh, links for the four link. That's what I, it was. If I were to do it again, though, honestly, for the money it costs to go through Chad and pick up one of those Barnes trusses, I would just pick one of those up and do it again with a Barnes truss already on it, because it ties your axle tubes to each other, and it ties them into the pumpkin. It's a win-win, yeah. and it's like 80 bucks, and then Chad gets crackhead prices. I don't know how, but... <laughs> Crazy what he can do, and what he can get. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe I'll probably just run leaves, honestly, until I chop the back half off. Because I can just do the S10 leaves, do a 2-plus perch onto it, 
move the gas tank up and do an extended drive shaft and call it a day and be pretty minty. So I'm, I don't know. I was, that's what, exactly what I was going to do. I was going to run leafs. I had everything set up. I had all the bracketry. I had it even welded on. And then I, all of a sudden, the rear boxes in the back were all rotted to shit, half fallen out. And then the, the captured nut in the unibody fell out. I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, I'm already, I, by the time I go to fix all this, I might as well, like. Well, that's what started my four link was I went under it and I went to go and pull the leaf springs. And I hit the uh, leaf mount with the impact and I'm watching the thing come out and all of a sudden it just starts spinning. I threw a uh, wrench under it and I'm like holding a lot of pressure against it and the thing's coming out and I'm like, that's cool. So I dropped the leaf springs out and the brackets cracked and the uh, captured nuts falling out. And I'm like, all right, it's cracked. Well, that's just one side. Let me go to the other side. Oh, and this side's cracked. All right, let me check both of the... Oh, both of the rear mounts are cracked, too. Okay. Yep. Four-length time. I'm done. Yep. Fuck you. I was going to go there anyway. I think you and I are kind of the same boat. It's just like, we're 80% of the way there. Might as well just do it. And or maybe not 80%, but... 80% of the mental process to get there. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always that 10% that takes the longest. <laughs> but well, I, I probably would have been done if I didn't wait for the suspension, but I, I really, I wanted it. I wanted it. That, the yeah. kit just looks really good. I Fair wish enough. that I hadn't bought my doubler. If I hadn't bought my doubler, my rig would be running right now. I lost a solid two to th two months or so. Of I think dealing, it was closer to three. Really? Of dealing with getting my doubler assembled, getting the shifters, getting this, getting that, and like... You know, ripping out stuff that in the end I really didn't need to rip out. Like, the transfer case that was out of the rig is now back in the rig. Everything else is back in the rig. I could have just dropped the crossmember and repaired the crossmember how it was. I, I didn't need to do what I did, and instead I just shot myself in the foot time-wise. So Yeah, because you gotta remember, you spent a large portion of the winter, Luke, primarily fucking around with the doubler. Yeah, you're not wrong. But um, I'd say we covered quite a bit on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts? What uh, tires did you go with, Mark? Um, I have a Turo Trailblade Boss. Uh, They're cool looking. They're really cool looking. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty soft, so I'm kind of eager to see what, uh, what they can do on uh, the slippery stuff. And then when uh, you get tired of those, you know, you could just join the Chad Neto Master Race and... Uh, no, the Chad no. Patagonia race. No. <laughs> Gross. Go with some traps. I'll go with some traps. Yeah! Alright, <laughs> right. well, on that note, make sure that you have a spare trap in the uh, back seat for when you slice a sidewall on a stick, and have a good night.